right, looks like the podcast is good to go in the tribe, Podbean, and on the actual podcast. We are good to go all together. So, hey, 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 butterflies, right? Happy Wednesday, of course. It is me, Coach V, the new love strategist. Welcome to my Freedom Reigns podcast, where it is all about helping my marriage-minded Christian women be free from religion and rules in order to date wisely and win at love. Like, that is my goal at the end of the day, all right? Like, as the self-proclaimed new love strategist, I help single, frustrated Christian women position themselves, positively position themselves with the IDS, as I call them, the intentional dating skills that are necessary to win at what I have dubbed kingdom love. If you've missed it, of course, I did an actual, like an entire podcast um, series on kingdom love, talking about what kingdom love is, um, like all the different components, all the different aspects of it, how to win at it, the whole nine. So go back and check that out. If you have not already, this podcast is available um, on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Um, it was on Apple right now. Something happened, but we are working on getting it back on Apple. You should see that everything should be good to go very, very soon as far as that is concerned. Um, yeah, and that's just kind of where we are. But the Kingdom Love, it was seven different parts, and it was absolutely amazing. And when I say Kingdom Love, let's let it be known. I am talking about God's love self-love and real love. Like those are the things that all make up kingdom love. It is just that beautiful winning combination of all of those things. I am talking about a man and a woman who both have been dwelling in God's love, who they have developed self-love and then somehow they cross paths with, with each other. And now here it is, boom, we have, they've discovered real love. So that is what kingdom love is all about. For those of you who may not know, I'm a life dating and relationship coach. I'm also an online dating consultant with New Thing Life Coaching, where I help women when it comes to healing, when it comes to tending to the past, unpacking your love box, many different things so that you can get out of your own way and build a new love language, right? Speaking of new life language, currently we are in the midst of the new love language 12 week preparation program. And this is for women that want to spend this season becoming the woman that the man they're praying for is looking for. That is what this program is all about, right? So I do have room and I'm going to try not to rush, but I got to talk fast when it comes to this podcast, because truth be told, we have class tonight. All right. We cover many different things in this program. We talk about sex. We talk about submission, right? We talk about finances, all of these things. You can join today. Again, the class tonight, we are going to be starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come on in if you are not already. Enrollment is closing um, like probably tonight at the end of the day. And I did post that in the SAS tribe just to let ladies know that. Because again, it is 12 weeks and it's like, if you don't enroll now, like if you don't happen to get caught up now, you're it's going to take you a lot to get caught up, right? So I wanted to make sure um, that I was allowing everyone proper time because it is live. It is a group coaching. So again, you can still come on in newthinglifecoaching.com forward slash new love language. And then that is it. As far as what's coming up really quickly, let me just mention, I'm going to be doing something called new mindset. Everything is new, right? All things new. Isaiah 43, 19. I am the new love strategist. This is new thing, life coaching, all things new, but I'm going to be doing something called new mindset. And what that is, um, ultimately it is going to be like a half day workshop for those that need help when it comes to 
dating, when it comes to renewing their mind, when it comes to being better, when it comes to dating. But I'm going to be touching on many different things. When you go to New Thing Life Coaching, just make sure that you subscribe to the website in order to stay in the know. But that is going to be a one-day workshop sometime next month, similar to NP2I for many of you that actually tuned in um, and joined me for the new prep two-day intensive that was, you know, created primarily for, well, just for black women who are struggling when it comes to love. So it's going to be a little bit similar to that, but again, subscribe to stay in the know. So helping single and frustrated women, right? Helping single and frustrated Christian women. I wanted to look at reasons that you may, 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 may still be single. So what I am doing with this podcast is a new series titled why your blank is possibly keeping you single. Why your fill in the blank is possibly keeping you single. And what we are going to be talking about tonight is your attachment style. I don't know how many of you are actually familiar when it comes to um, attachment styles. I know I got um, right now I'm live in two places. So if I'm going back and forth, I'm just, you know, just kind of looking to see who's tuned in, who's with me, making sure I try not to miss any comments, but I'm streaming to many different places right now. But I want to talk about your attachment style tonight. Okay. New Heart Academy. Listen, right now we're in the middle of new love language. I love that because I love women who are willing to say, I am not ready. I have things to work on. I need to prepare. I need to think about this, this, this. I love new love language. That was my first, you know, like baby as far as new thing life coaching is concerned. But New Heart Academy is like it. Like that is that thing that you don't want to miss. It is that place that you absolutely want to be because it is helping you transform to win at love. And we just ended our first, like the first semester of that, the summer semester of New Heart Academy. That just ended last month on the 22nd. And what I do there is I combined faith, science, and spirit. Therapy is amazing. Bible is amazing. Thinking about our scientific makeup is amazing. But you cannot rely solely on one of those things and think that it is going to help you when it comes to love. So in New Heart Academy, it was a matter of combining faith, science, and spirit in 12 really, really, really intense courses and classes to help ladies say, hey, wow, I never realized I needed to work on that. This has been getting in the way when it came to me, you know, like dating and meeting a good man. And even in NHA, we discussed some of attachment style. And if any of my students from NHA are tuning in, they can attest to this. But we touched on faith every week. We touched on science every week. We touched on spirit every week. It does not matter if we were in the class on, you know, dating 201. It doesn't matter if it was the class on mindset mission, if it was, you know, the makings of a man, if it was power of she, all of these courses touched on faith, science, and spirit. And we did talk about attachment style some as well. So what is attachment style? What is it? First and foremost, let me just say that from the beginning, from early on, it was assumed that adult attachment styles, um, they were determined mainly by your upbringing, okay? And what I mean by that is that your attachment style stems from how you were handled as a baby. 
So whoever you are and how you are, like it's predominantly, you know, determined by your parents and the manner in which they parented you. So what kinds are there when it comes to attachment style? So primarily there are three. There are the top three when it comes to your attachment style. One would be secure. And that means like if you had sensitive, nurturing parents, parents who were responsive, then you are secure. This means that you are comfortable with intimacy. It means that you are warm, you are loving, you engage in healthy relationships. Like that means that a man has not referred to you as being like toxic, extra, like out of this world, like any of those things. So you're good when it comes to relationships. And then there is anxious. If you had inconsistently responsive parents, then you more than likely have now developed an anxious attachment style. You might find yourself pushing for commitment in relationships because you want to make sure that no one is going to leave you or forsake you, right? Like it means that you are highly preoccupied with your relationship. You might find yourself always trying to figure out like why you haven't heard from him, when he's going to text, what's going on. You will make everything about him. You will drop everything for him if he wants to see you because God forbid he ends up finding someone else, connecting with someone else, whatever. Like that's what all goes into the anxious attachment style. You might realize that you have a constant need for validation and reassurance. And then the last one would be avoidant. If your parents were um, maybe distant, maybe your parents, um, they were not very nurturing, maybe they were not very accommodating, maybe slightly rigid, then you have an avoidant attachment style. And what this means is that you avoid commitment because you don't want to lose your independence. You avoid allowing anyone to get too close to you. You actively avoid closeness. Like you are proactive when it comes to making sure that anyone gets, you know, that no one can get too close to you. So everybody, all of us, every single one of us, we fall into one of these attachment styles. Now, most people, and I'm going to get into numbers shortly, most people are secure, but not all. And the thing is that when it comes to secure, I'll leave that alone. There is a category as well that isn't very popular, but it's anxious and avoidant that like most people kind of fall into when it comes to like some of the less popular categories or whatever else the case might be. So I just kind of leave it at that. It's not get like too confusing or whatever. Google it, study it if you haven't already. So here's the thing. What's also now been determined is that it's not just your parents, right? It's not just your parents and it's not just infancy and you actually being a baby, you know, that determines what your attachment style is. Because now we've actually determined um, that there are all of these different factors. There are all of these different outside factors um, that actually play a part into your attachment style, such as the manner in which you were raised, the manner in which you were parented, because there are daddy issues, there are abandonment issues. And these things typically, typically lead to an anxious attachment style. You might find yourself, or those who fall into this category, let me say you might find yourself, you know, like the 
you know, please don't leave me mindset or the he's pulling away or I don't know why he's doing this or I thought we were good, like what's going on? And that's not good, first and foremost. But that happens a lot with those who, again, have daddy issues and abandonment issues. Now, sometimes it's not always anxious. Some of those people may find themselves leading a little bit more to the avoidant attachment style. And with that, it means like you're scared to let anyone get close. Um, you know, you're, you're a little bit fearful of anyone getting too close because what if they leave or you just don't like the idea of anyone knowing too much about you. And sometimes that's when we really struggle when it comes to self-awareness and self-acceptance because maybe we have not accepted that or we're afraid that if and when someone gets to know the real us that they might not really like us. So abandonment issues typically lead to anxious, but they do sometimes lead to the avoidant attachment style as well. Let me just say, I dated a guy like that and he, <laughs> I will still stand by the fact that he was a good guy. He was an amazing man. But at the end of the day, when you have someone who is going out of their way to actively ensure that you don't get too close all because they're afraid of getting hurt, that can make for a difficult relationship. And sometimes it does, it gets to be too much. Like it's one of those things where it's like, are you willing to do the most? Are you willing to prove like, hey, I'm not going anywhere? Are you willing to prove like, hey, I'm in it for the long haul. You don't have anything to worry about. So that can be a little bit rough when it comes to avoid it. But I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. No matter what, we are created as humans, as people, we are created to be dependent on a partner. We are created to be dependent on a significant other. And again, I'm a Christian coach. I work with Christian women. So let's keep in mind, we got to go Bible here. Even the Bible says that it's not good for man to be alone. We are created for relationships. And this is romantic and non-romantic relationships alike. All of these things matter at the end of the day, right? So there is something that's called an attachment system. Because we are talking about attachment styles. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I'm like making faces at the camera for the SAS tribe. But there's something that's called an attachment system. And again, if you're in New Heart Academy or if you were in New Heart Academy, you heard all about this. Make no mistakes, New Heart Academy is coming back for round two, winter semester. Enrollment is open, all right? Like you do not want to miss out, I promise you. You can go to newthinglifecoaching.com forward slash NHA secure your spot because this program is amazing. Like no disrespect to those who are in new love language right now. I love y'all, but new heart Academy is where it's at. Like it is that one stop when it love shop, but in new heart Academy, we talked about attachment systems, right? But what it all boils down to is the need to be in proximity with someone like you need to be close and near to someone who is like near and dare to you. It's so important that your brain literally, like your brain literally has a biological mechanism that is uniquely responsible for our connection and relationship with attachment figures. That is what an attachment system is all about. And this includes our parents, this includes partners, spouses, those who we are in romantic relationships with. 
Um, this also includes like our children, people that we have like a close significant relationship with. That's an attachment system. And what happens is when you are separated from that special person, you might find yourself reacting a little bit. If you start to panic because you can't find your child or as a child, if you start to panic because you can't find your parent, um, maybe in an actual, like a romantic relationship, you have not heard from your man, your, your boyfriend, your fiance, your husband in a while. Like you literally start to panic because it's like, what's going on. You don't know what's going on. So when you start reacting, this is what's known as protest behavior. So all of this goes into our romantic relationships, um, you know, outside of just any type of relationship, but this is something that was formed from the basic instinct that we all have, that we all innately have to be in contact or even connection with our attachment figure or an attachment figure, no matter what. And what I will say is that, excuse me, it's worse than those who have an anxious attachment style. So again, I, I, I don't know if you know what your attachment style is, but I can say for me primarily I was always an anxious person. I was like anxious in relationships. I would always push for a commitment. I needed to know like where we stood, what was going on. If I felt like a man was pulling away, like I would do the most. It can be undone. And I am going to talk about that shortly as well. But when it comes to that anxious attachment style, it's a lot. Let me just go ahead and mention studies have been done. Research has been done that also shows Here's the crazy part. Let me even talk about this from the biblical perspective. Once you attach to someone, once you now have that attachment like system and everything going on, you form what is known as a physiological unit. And the crazy part about this is that once you form that physiological unit, you and your partner y'all literally like your partner literally regulates your blood pressure they regulate your breathing they actually have an effect on your hormone levels your heart rate the whole nine like all of these things play a part listen this is like scientifically explaining a soul tie i know that some people even christians have issues with the term soul tie but it's a real thing but even now from the psychological standpoint, you can see how forming a connection with someone can also affect you physically speaking and physiologically speaking. So again, all of these things go together, right? Like this is why NHA talks about, like this is why Newhart Academy is all about combining all three. This is why in this academy, I talk about faith, science, spirit, because you can't just rely solely on one all three of them work together hand in hand to determine how we do relationships and the whole nine in this new series that i'm doing however i want to talk about how certain things might be possibly the reason why you are still single so tonight just a few more moments because like i said i got class to teach tonight right and i don't want to be late for any of you can we discuss why your attachment style is possibly keeping you single? Because each of these, you know, different styles, whether you are secure, 
anxious or avoidant. All of these things differ when it comes to how we do relationships. They all vary in, you know, uh, the relationshiping aspect, okay? They determine like how you do intimacy and that's both emotional and physical intimacy. Um, your attachment style has a lot to do with, you know, how you are when it comes to communication, how you are with expectations, how you are with, you know, what your needs are and, you know, how you respond or react when your needs are not met, how you meet the needs of your partner. Um, your attachment style has a lot to do with, you know, how you are when it comes to conflict resolution, the whole nine. Okay. So, Let's do a quick little breakdown when it comes to this. And I want you to kind of think about like which attachment style resonates with you and just also kind of looking at, uh, well, I say pros and cons. I don't really have pros and cons of all of them, but just kind of doing the breakdown and how it can contribute to your relationships and your singleness. Deal? So let me start off with anxious. Anxious attachment style is not the most popular one, but for my coaching business and for what I do, this is a large part of my client base, okay? Would be the anxious attachment style. And 19% of people have an anxious attachment style. Now, let me also say that of that 19%, um, you can be like strictly anxious or you can be ambivalent. And ambivalent, that is when you are like extremely suspicious of strangers, all right? Like that just means when it comes to trusting people and whatever, that gives you anxiety. Um, I would say about, you know, like studies show that maybe about half of this percentage are ambivalent. So when it comes to 19%, roughly 9% of people that fall in this category are ambivalent. I don't know why they just don't kind of like separate it, but it is what it is. But you might realize that in this attachment style, ladies, that you are maybe reluctant to become close to men. You might realize that you are a little bit of a commitment phobe, like the thought of being quote unquote locked down or in a serious committed relationship, it brings you anxiety. Um, when it comes to the whole like just anxious attachment style in general, what happens with this a lot of times is that people that suffer from this, you are fearful that your partner um, either doesn't love you, you're fearful that they might leave you one day, you might find yourself being distraught when the relationship ends. So many different things contribute to this. Again, if you are someone who has fear of abandonment because either a divorce took place when you were younger or a parent died or a parent left unexpectedly or you lost someone close to you, um, again, or maybe just the way that you were parented in general, then a lot of those go with the anxious attachment style. Like I said earlier, it's not always based on how you were parented because in some cases, there are things that happen in life. Um, let's think about people who served in the military. I have dated, you know, military men that have PTSD. I have clients who are struggling with that. I know clients who have also dated men who had PTSD. So the list goes on when it comes to that. But a lot of times you find yourself very anxious in relationships. Like God forbid that person is pulling away from you. They might leave you. They might break up with you. Again, when the relationship ends, you might find yourself kind of losing your mind a little bit. My hand is raised. I've been there before. Most of my clients, most of the ladies that I work with, they fall in this category. And they are on the, um, the anxious spectrum. Here, you might find that you are either quick 
to attach to new people or you are hesitant when it comes to someone new. And it's crazy how those are two completely different reactions, right? Like those are two completely different things, but at the end of the day, that just goes to show that everybody reacts differently to things. Like you can have two people that can come out of the same household and both of those people saw, you know, maybe daddy was an alcoholic, I don't know. And you can have two children that come out of that house, one becomes an alcoholic, the other never touches alcohol. So in this case, again, if you have abandonment issues or you, you know, you have a parent who, you know, maybe they just kind of didn't really provide and give you what it was you needed, one child will come out there really, really wanting to attach to everybody because they're so desperate to have that connection. Whereas the other child, they're fearful. They don't really let people get close. They are hesitant when it comes to someone new all because it's like, okay, I don't want to get too close because what if this person leaves me? That's where their mindset is at. Is at. It's crazy, I know, but again, fear of abandonment. Either you're quick to connect or you're slow to connect because you don't know if that person is going to leave you. So <laughs> there are so many things that go with the people, um, things that, you know, like the people with fear of abandonment, like with what they do, they engage in unwanted sex. They will find themselves pushing for commitment. They will find themselves rushing early on. They might place or have like extreme demand in the early dating stages. Um, after a breakup, they might move on very quickly. It might be, you know, like the person who's always in a new relationship, like they just don't like being single. It's like, okay, that relationship ended next. That one ended next, next, next. And it's like, dang, she's never single because they don't like the idea of being alone because their brain is still thinking about how they were left before and their brain never wants to experience that again. Again, we touched on this in New Heart Academy. So those of you who might find that you are in the 19% when it comes to your anxious attachment style, this contributes heavily to your singleness. Let me just go ahead and say that. And again, this was me, okay? And not only was this me, but then coupled with having control and security as an emotional driver, I've spoken before how there are eight emotional drivers. I was somebody who had and has <laughs> control and security as an emotional driver. So when this is you, you will find yourself doing the most early on, even in the early dating stages, you will find yourself like immediately trying to figure out, okay, is this the one? Is this who God sent to me? Why is this person here? Let me find out where they stand when it comes to money, children, sex, when it comes to getting married, all of these things. You want to make sure that this person is going to do exactly what they said they were going to do. They're going to call when they're going to call. They're going to show up for dates. They're going to do everything. And this will end up scaring a man off. Let me just say that. Especially, especially if the man is secure or avoidant. Now, two anxious people work well together, like rightfully so, because they're so busy like always checking on you so they're not even going to notice if you're someone who's not checking on them anxious and anxious go well together doesn't mean that it's necessarily healthy because you might still want to work on those things but those people do very very well together um now i can say even with me you know previously being anxious and i dated a guy who was also anxious 
funny enough, it started to annoy me. Like it was a turnoff. I was like, oh God, like I cannot do this. Like it was time for that to be done. And it also caused me to kind of look in the mirror where I was like, like, oh my God, like, am I like this? Like, what am I doing here? Like I got to go. So that's the thing when it comes to that. There is this ugly gray area that I talk about a lot. I did a webinar on this. I help my ladies with this a lot who fall into this category. But a lot of us, like maybe we did the most early on when it came to our relationships, right? Like just kind of doing the most, not really great when it came to dating and all these other good things. And then somewhere along the way, we found ourselves getting it together and realizing like, oh, okay, like I deserve better. I know my worth. I'm not settling for this anymore. We're not quite who we used to be, but then it's like, you're not quite yet where you want to be in the place that God is calling you to be. And then when that ends up happening, you find yourself in that ugly gray area where it's like, you know, your worth, but you talk about it more than just being about it. And in here is when a lot of women come to me frustrated because it's like, I can never make it to date number three, or I can never make it to a committed relationship. But that anxious attachment style will cause men to pull away. Now, I did a blog on this on the coaching website, and a lot of men, typically not all, but your average guy will pull away in general. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with you. It's because, again, a lot of men, it's love does something to us, y'all. Like, you don't understand what biologically happens in your body when you fall in love. We have all of these different things. We have dopamine, we have norepinephrine, we have all of these different neurotransmitters and things that are like pumping all of these hormones and stuff off. But literally your body is going through something biologically and physically speaking when you fall in love. And for some men, it's like, oh God, I don't know what to do with this. So they might start to pull back a little bit because men are like, okay, like I'm used to being like manly and rugged and like she's making me softer, you know, whatever. And they might pull back a little bit. Now, mind you, even though that man might pull back, you got to go read the blog to really get the full effect on this. They know they're coming back. They know that they're not done with you. They're not saying like, hey, sit here and wait a couple of weeks while I get myself together. This is where you might not hear from them as consistently, like maybe like for a couple of days might go by. Men might pull away a little bit, but then a woman who has an, a, an anxious attachment style, she goes into panic mode again, protest behavior. So she now starts to latch on. Well, what are you doing? Well, I thought you cared about me. Well, like, well, why are you changing? Da, 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 da. Because now her brain is saying you're being abandoned again. Like it's crazy what the brain does and how the brain handles trauma and certain things. So the woman who has an anxious attachment style will latch on and she's scaring the man away because now he's like, wait a minute, where's the confident woman that I fell for? I don't know this person. I was So now he pulls away a little bit more because now his whole thing is, okay, it's not that I'm done with you, but I want to make sure that I'm not about to make the wrong decision. He pulls away more trying to figure things out. The woman now latches on more and it's an ugly cycle. This is how an anxious attachment style will contribute to your singleness. And what I've also seen, and again, I myself have been guilty, again, getting attached too early. I will find myself building a fantasy. And again, thank God for deliverance. But those who fall into this category, you will find yourself attaching too early. Uh, next thing you know, you're already planning couples trips. You're talking about double dates. You're saying, I love you. Asking, what are we like the whole nine? Because only thing you know is I don't want this person to leave me. 
and I'm sorry, that D word, but desperation. Because it's like people who have the anxious attachment style because somebody dropped the ball when it came to providing what you needed. So now you are literally craving intimacy. You are desperate to have a lasting relationship. Like, and the crazy thing is those who suffer from this, look back, look back and you'll see that many of those men that you like legit almost lost your mind over, it wasn't even them. You'll find out that you don't even want them anymore. It literally was the idea of them. It was not him. It was the idea of him or them. Okay. So that's all I want to say as far as the anxious attachment style. Let me go into avoidant. Avoidant. So approximately 25% of people have the avoidant attachment style. This is where you have problems being emotionally intimate. Um, you don't like, you know, it's like little emotion is invested, right? Um, a lot of people who have the avoidant attachment style, you might not want to connect with someone emotionally speaking, but physical intimacy, yes, even sex, you might find out that that's easy for you now. A lot of people that have um, the avoidant attachment style, they might not cuddle after sex. And again, like we're just being grown here. Like, yes, I'm a Christian coach and yes, I'm all about abstinence, but I know that not all of my clients and listeners are abstinent. I know that some are still sexually active. So I'm just, you know, telling it like it is at the end of the day. A lot of people that have the avoidant attachment style can find themselves avoiding emotional intimacy but yet engaging in physical intimacy, having sex, but again, no cuddling, you know, no kissing, no things like that. But the crazy thing is, is that research shows that those of you, when you fall in this category, you want an avoidant attachment style. Like you engage in casual sex, Hmm. How do I explain this? Casual sex is not even going to be a problem. Casual sex is not the issue. But at the same time, you're still avoiding, you're avoiding the very thing that you want. Let me, let me word it that way. Even if you're engaging in, in casual sex and whatever else, you want a relationship, but there's something inside of you that's causing you to avoid it. And part of the, the part of the issue, part of the problem, maybe you also had a failed outside of parenting, how you were parented, failed relationships can leave you guarded, right? Being abandoned can leave you guarded. So it's like the studies are showing that you want physical intimacy. You want that committed relationship. But that avoidant attachment style has you saying like, nah, but I can't do that. And therefore, again, little emotion is actually invested. Like really a lot of people who are avoiding, you avoid intimacy at all costs. You will find yourself closed off. You will find yourself buttoned up. You're not really good when it comes to sharing your thoughts and sharing your feelings. So your relationships end up struggling. Something happened, even if it wasn't the way that your parents parented you, something happened along the way. So now you find it uncomfortable to get too close to others. You find it 
where to allow others to get too close to you, let alone trusting them. So again, you struggle with physical intimacy maybe because you didn't get that growing up. A lot of people who are avoidant, they don't do well when it comes to holding hands, when it comes to hugs, kissing the whole night. It's like, no, I can't let anyone get too close to me. And especially those of you who are avoidant, if you experience rejection, then your fear is that it might happen again. So you have to avoid allowing someone to get too close. This is not good. And let me tell you how this is contributing to your singleness. Because as a woman who falls into this category, ultimately, it's like what grounded, secure man is going to want to put up with this? I don't say this to sound harsh or cruel or whatever, but when you think about the kind of man, a good man, an amazing man, a phenomenal man that you nine out of nine times out of 10 that you're wanting, that you're desiring, what grounded secure man is going to want this? No one wants to fight to learn where you stand, how you feel and what it is you want. They're not going to want to put forth that energy and that effort. And what saddens me is that research actually shows that those who are in this category, that people who are avoidant, they feel happier and better about themselves. They even have like good self-esteem when they feel accepted. At the end of the day, our most basic need as humans is unconditional acceptance. But if you are struggling with self-acceptance and if you are struggling with thinking that people are going to reject you or whatever else, then you're going to have problems in this area. But research is saying, hey, people who are avoidant, they're actually happier and they feel better about themselves. They are reporting great self-esteem when they feel accepted. But the thing is, it can end up contributing to your singleness because if you don't find someone who goes out of their way to remind you that you are accepted and loved and wanted, like, and even then, that can take a while before you find yourself saying, hey, now I can let my guard down some, right? Everyone deserves love. We all deserve love. Yes, even those who are avoidant as well. Like, and if you are someone who falls into the avoidant category, like the avoidant attachment style, that means that you are literally waiting for a man to prove to you that they're not going anywhere. You are waiting for a man to prove to you that he loves you, he accepts you, and whatever else. And again, it just, it might take a while. And the key that you need to have when it comes to your vision, right? Like when I did the Write the Vision workshop that a lot of you came on for, the thing is that you're gonna have to find someone who is patient. You're gonna have to worry about someone who truly is patient and understanding to what you have going on. And that requires a lot of patience, like just truth being told. So my thing is work on you in the meantime, until you meet or find that person, it is time for you to work on you. Cause who knows when that might actually happen or take place. And I don't want you to just be stuck where you are, like, and still single and miserable and frustrated because you have not yet found that. Now, let me get to the final one. The final one, I saved this for last because I mean, again, most people that I work with do not fall in this category. 
The most popular attachment style is the secure attachment style. And around 56% of people fall here. This means that you have trusting, lasting relationships. It means that typically you have good self-esteem, or should I say positive self-esteem, right? Like in NP2I, we talked about high self-esteem. Black ladies, if you missed that class, NP2I, grab it. Go to bit.ly forward slash NTLC classes, all lowercase, bit.ly forward slash NTLC classes. But I talked about black women and high self-esteem and just the many different things that contribute to our singleness. But when you have a secure attachment style, it is easy for you to share um, feelings with your person, with the man that you are in a relationship with. You know when to seek out support. Like you know the importance of having a social circle. Like you are warm, you're fuzzy, you're easy to connect with, the whole nine. The crazy part is, I can't really say that there are many cons necessarily, but what I will say, even working with single Christian women, what works against those of you that have this attachment style is sometimes you lack empathy. Empathy, the ability to understand where somebody else is coming from. So those with the secure attachment style, you might not understand that there are some people that are different from you. You might not realize that there are some men who were raised differently. You might find it hard to believe that a man who is acting in a certain way, it's not that he's just doing the most and psychotic or whatever else. Maybe he has an anxious attachment style. Maybe he has an avoidant attachment style. And a lot of times women or people in general that have this secure attachment style, they fail to realize that there are some people that are different and they do anything but attach securely and the thing is that those who are anxious they're dying to get to this place they so badly want to have a secure attachment style and it's hurting them even more like if this is you you got to determine why you're anxious there's always a reason i'm here to help you with that but those of you who are secure <laughs> secured people are great in relationships with other secured people it's like how anxious and anxious go hand in hand and then secure and secure go hand in hand. Secure people are great with other secure people. There are no trust issues. If they don't hear from their partner, their first thought isn't, oh my God, he's leaving or oh my God, what's going on? Or oh my God, like I'm panicking or da 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 da. No, to others that might come off as being nonchalant or mm, couldn't be me, da 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 da. But of course, those who are saying that is because they're typically like in the anxious category, but secure people are secure in their relationships and trust runs high. Like there are high levels of trust on both parts. And the good thing about those who are secure, they are not with the nonsense. Like, it's like, I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I desire the whole nine. Now, there is a way that this can contribute to your singleness. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times you know what you want, you know who you are, you know what you desire. And if you end up meeting someone again who falls into another attachment style, you will find yourself just every time you look next, 
Next. Nope, not dealing with that. Next. And bypassing different people and relationships. And I'm not saying that you, you, that you need to put anything on hold. I'm just saying this is how it might be keeping you single if you don't have empathy, if you're, you know, not realizing that people are different and they operate differently in relationships from the way that you do. But let me also say this. Here's what I see. And I got to get ready to go because I got class tonight. Secure means secure as a person and in the relationship. However, you can be so secure to the point that in the relationship, you fail to do check-ins. You fail to have certain conversations. Like someone who's secure in the relationship, again, because you're secure with who you are and what you bring to the table, your partner, like your man, might be unhappy or miserable and you don't even know it because in your eyes, it's like life is grand. But you might be missing out that the person that you're in a relationship with, they're not as happy as you are. Because secure relationships are great. Like this is when, you know, the couples have like inside jokes, they have cute nicknames and all this other good stuff. But then it's like when they end up breaking up or someone ends up cheating, no one saw it coming. Because a lot of times people with the secure attachment style, they end up getting comfortable. So even if you are a single woman and you have a secure attachment style, empathy is something that it, it's a gift that all of us can do better at, right? Like even when I did the podcast on understanding a couple of months ago, you can't make it all about you. Everybody is different at the end of the day. So these are just things to keep in mind. But yes, I have seen in my business, I've seen how different attachment styles keep a lot of my ladies single longer than they desire to be, all right? It's all very fascinating when we study attachment styles. It's all very enlightening, but ultimately what's been determined is that the attachment theories have shown that most, not all, but most people are only as needy as their unmet needs. Did you catch that? It's been determined that when it comes to the attachment theories, most people are only as needy as their unmet needs. I know today, especially in Christian culture, we are all about drinking more Jesus juice, be more independent. You don't need a man. Only focus on your purpose, da, 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 da. And, you know, of course, I help with purpose, healing the whole nine and seeking God while still saying, hey, I want a man. I want to help with dating. I want to meet my husband. I want to meet my person, whatever. So when we hear people spitting things out about being more independent and, you know, just get closer with God, a lot of times we accept this as truth when in all actuality, it's really to our detriment. Like we need each other, Right. Like we need each other. We are created for relationships. And I did a video in the SAS tribe about the truth about codependency and happiness. There is nothing wrong with wanting a partner, with wanting a man, with wanting a person who will add to your happiness. Happiness, yes, is an, it, is, it is an inside job. But at the end of the day, it's saying, hey, I want someone who can add to my happiness, someone who can make me happy. Their job should not be to keep you happy, but there's nothing wrong with saying, I want someone who will make me happy, period. And get this, also know that if you are anxious or avoidant, that can change. 
that can change. Because again, I was an anxious attachment style person. So it took me a while, but you have to determine what, you know, what took place along the way. So it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, this is who your parents were. You're stuck. You're going to be this person forever. No, not at all. It can take years or it can take time, but it is possible to change. And I'm here for you if you need help with that, because I have helped ladies who were anxious primarily. And I've also worked with ladies who were avoidant. And those ladies have gone on to have successful relationships, those who are married, engaged, um, you know, again, those who have a, a healthy dating life now, the whole nine. I have helped many people because your style can absolutely hinder your dating life, okay? So let me get out of here because I literally have like two minutes before I need to teach this class on submission tonight for those of you who are in new love language. So log on. I'm coming right now. I promise it's not too late. Like I said, enrollment is about to close newthinglifecoaching.com forward slash new love language. You will get access to the replays for week one and two. Come on in for night three. Ladies, I am the new love strategist. I am a coach that is here to help you win at love. Okay. Any products or services that were mentioned during the taping of this podcast can be found at newthinglifecoaching.com. You can go to classes. You can enroll in New Heart Academy. You can enroll in New Love Language. You can come into NP2I. I have many different things. You can do a consultation if it's like, hey, I don't even know where to start. Book a consultation at the site um, as well. Enroll in a class many different things. Subscribe so that you can stay in the know as far as what's coming up. I will make sure that you know about the new mindset intensive that is going to be next month that is going to help you just change everything when it comes to your intentional dating skills. I got you. Podcast listeners, subscribe to this podcast so that you will stay in the know about new episodes. God bless those of you that are already subscribed. God bless those of you who are sponsors to the podcast. God bless those of you that consistently so into saved and single, the ministry, you know, via the ministry program, like it's so many different ways to stay connected, right? Like I know that's why I'm like always working on bringing us all together. That's why I'm live a couple of different places right now, the whole nine. If you are listening to the podcast, come on into the SAS tribe. If you want a group of like-minded women on Facebook who, you know, I'm just there to inspire and motivate and do what I do. You can also find New Thing Life Coaching on Instagram as well. I love all of you. I just want you all to be blessed. And remember, at the end of the day, we will win when it comes to kingdom love. And I am here to help you win by any means necessary. Y'all have a fantastic Wednesday. I will talk to you all later. VITs, my very important transformers in new love language. I am coming right now. See y'all in just a few minutes. Bye.